The monumental nature of this three-part series is such that I must apologize for my personal inability to convey its concepts more perfectly. I call upon God to plus up these sizable shortfalls. May He bless us with His light and truth. If the principles in this series are not mind-boggling, I have failed to communicate them effectively, and you have surely missed the point. I recommend you revisit Part 1, Brains and Words, and Part 2, Setting the Table. How much is the ability to enjoy the best day of your life every day worth? How much is the ability to replicate godlike actions on a daily basis and at will worth? How much is the privilege of the close, convicting, encouraging, and developing attention of God worth? Isn't it worth your diligent seeking of God's face? The last sentence in part one of this series reads, Get ready for the days of heaven upon the earth. Prepare yourself for godly revelation. Let's bow our heads and ears and pray. Dear God, we come before you with thanksgiving and great appreciation for the beautiful salvation we enjoy in Christ Jesus. We ask for forgiveness for any sin that may be upon us. We ask for a new covering in the cleansing blood of our Lord Jesus, that we might stand before you in his righteousness. O God, open our beings to receive the glorious revelation of your word. Lighten our darkness with your countenance. Blessed and beautiful and glorious is your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, believing you have heard and answered our request. Amen. The following is a review of part one of this three-part series. One, we are created in God's likeness. Therefore, we have God-like brain power between our ears. Two, our brains have infinite capabilities. Three, we, including our brains, are made out of literal words. Four, the brain can be changed with words. Five, God's words can transform your mind. A recap of part two of this series follows. One, a believer must apply himself to godly expectations. Two, Satan's contradictions always confront the word of faith. Three, today is the best day of my life and tomorrow will be better. Four, we are to rejoice in all things, even in trials, tribulations, temptations, and afflictions, for they develop godly muscle and are used by God to bring forth our faith as pure gold. Five, God's promise to his children is not pie in the sky. Six, God sets the table for those, like Brother Joseph, who wait patiently for supper time. This is part three of this magnificent revelation. We will draw upon the foundation laid in one and two to transform our lives entirely. Most Christians are traveling through life like a spiritual yo-yo. They are happy, then sad, exuberant, then deflated, victorious, then defeated, etc., instead of having the constant spirit of joy that God desires for us. Typical of this condition is the following email from M. To whom it may concern, I was baptized when I was nine years old. I am now 39 years old. I haven't gone to church like I should have, and I'm prob probably not living my life right in many ways. I hope that God hasn't forgotten me for some odd reason. I just feel a need to know he is still with me. I consider myself to be a good person at heart and soul, and of course, I have no doubt in the Lord. For years now, nothing seems to go my way as things used to. I can't seem to hold or find a good source of income for myself and seem to not be happy most of the time. I pray often, but nothing seems to break for me. Is there light at the end of the tunnel for me yet, or what? 
Dear God, I'm reaching out for you. Do you and can you hear me, O God? This is an ongoing thing in my life. Like I said, I truly believe and have given myself to the Lord, but feel something is missing in my life. Something has a hold on me. It's kind of hard to explain, but I need God to help me and guide me or open a few doors for me. I need to find happiness in this world. I want to have that feeling of happiness that I can't seem to find anymore. I have a good wife and loving family, but it's not about them. It's about how I feel at this point, if you can understand. I feel the need for the Lord and help from Him more than ever. I repent to the Lord in my prayers. In my knowledge, I confess that His Son Jesus suffered for all of us. I know He knows that I believe in Him and at least try to follow. But somewhere along the way, I feel left behind or lost in some sort of way. Long story short, I just need to know He is with me always. Dear Brother M, Not only has the Lord Jesus promised, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, but He has also answered your prayer. The singular solution to your problem is found in the very principles of the Word of God which we are discussing. Man looks for happiness in all the wrong places. Happiness is in the personage of the glorious Christ. It has never been in circumstances or in the world's uncertain economies of any sort. This world does not have true lasting happiness to impart. It's just not in its inventory. Many would be surprised to know that all of Christians, as well as the world's blessings, are out of this world. One, God who sits in the heavens created this physical world out of the invisible. Two, all things with which we have to do are held together and consist by Jesus Christ, who sits in heaven on the right hand of his Father. Three, followers in Christ are made to sit in heavenly places in Christ, from whom all blessings flow. Four, God supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. 5. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And 6. Faith and the blessed hope, etc., are from Christ Jesus. Jesus resides in heaven. All blessings, all good things are from out of this world. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 26 through 33, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The principle will become more apparent as we continue. Imagine such a concept. Words can change the brain. If I want to change the outcome of my life, I must change the thoughts, silent words I think upon, and the words I speak. The old saying is true. If you travel down the same road every day, it will deposit you at the very same location. If you want to change the destination, you have to change the route. To change the, desti the destination excuse me, of my life, I must change the words I speak. 
Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The words you speak over your life, your circumstances, yourself, your spouse, your children, your boss, your job, your family members, etc., dictate outcome. Very real supernatural powers are equated to words, good or bad. The words that we speak direct and frame our lives. The words that we receive and speak bear all types of fruit. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Not only has God spoken the world into existence by his words, but we who are born-again believers actually speak ourselves into a Christly existence. Romans 10.10 For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The initial entry into salvation requires one to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and then confess with his mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Remember, the power of death and life is in the tongue. This, by the way, is our first act that emulates God and the beginning of the principle of godliness. Allow me to digress for a moment. The magnificence we are discussing and the supernatural power tools we are about to employ can only be accessed by souls fully committed to Jesus Christ. If you have yet to surrender your life to Christ, click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry. It will be the best day of your life. The spoken words of faith are not just positive statements, but they are backed by the full faith and credit of Almighty God. The Holy Spirit of God and His holy angels stand at the ready to assure the success of these confessions. Hebrews 1, verses 13 and 14, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Get ready to enter the power zone. If God-like brain power dwells between your ears, and it does, if we, including our brains, are literally made out of God's words, and we are, if words can actually transform the brain, and they can, if I understand the contradictions to the word of God develop and perfect spiritual muscle, and they do, then I know what to do next. The following excerpts are from God Said, Man Said's Secrets and Demonstrations of Power Speaking. The following paragraphs will focus on a technique that I long ago coined as power speaking. It is literally the supernatural technique of changing things with words. It is the real ability to speak yourself into existence on a daily basis and at will. Using God's creative words, we can change things. We can convert circumstances. On one occasion, a believer had come to the altar at the church for prayer. He was convicted and confessed that he didn't love everybody. Understanding the principle of power speaking, I directed him in the congregation to repeat after me, I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. It was a great victory. We converted ill, Ill feelings excuse me, by speaking God's words. God requires us to love our enemies. If you have someone that you dislike, if bitterness and hatred have set in, we must repent of these thoughts and simply power speak them away. I want you to take a moment and think of those you have ill feelings toward, and then follow me in this simple demonstration. Are you ready? Follow me out loud. I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. 
then insert the person's name here to whom you may have ill feelings. You are now free of bitterness and hatred. If ill thoughts arise again, simply speak them away. We're made out of words. The words that we dote upon and the words that we speak dictate our future. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, by, excuse me, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Remember, words bear fruit. It is carnally natural to murmur, complain, gossip, speak evil of others, harbor bitterness, hatred, etc. Be it known that this kind of word action is repugnant to God. If I participate in these negative words, I will bring a curse into my life and into the lives of others in my life. Health writer Leventhal, in an article on panic disorder, writes this concerning cognitive behavioral therapy. The most effective form of talk therapy for panic disorder is known as cognitive behavioral therapy, which aims to reacquaint the patient with her pre-panic self. During the course of treatment, which on average lasts several months, the patient learns to talk back the thoughts that perpetrate anxiety. Talk back. This next demonstration can absolutely transform your life into one glorious day after another, and we will do it with the power of words, God's words. The principles you and I are going to speak out loud are found in the scriptures. I will list the verses so you can look them up later. Are you ready to power speak yourself into heavenly places? Follow me out loud. Here we go. I have repented of my sins and surrendered my life to my Lord Jesus Christ. I am born again. I am a new creature. I am a child of God. My steps are ordered by the Lord. The angel of the Lord encamps about me to protect me. I am a king and a priest in Christ Jesus. I am a saint. All things work together for my good. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am able to go up and take the country. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. God always causeth me to triumph in Christ. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. I have power with God. I love everybody. Today is the best day of my life. Tomorrow will be better. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Glorious victory is yours by speaking the power of God's words while defeat, depression, fear, bitterness, etc. are the results of not. The outcome of words is so enormous that I must be attentive to those which I speak. Psalms 141 verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Learning to harness the supernatural power of words is a beautiful thing. In a short 30-day period, we can construct new and living highways in our brains. Understanding how we learn will make this idea relevant. Housed within our brain and cognitive system are billions of neurons, which are like communicating information chips. They are connected by synapses. Our neurons are filled with information and linked together via synapses in a coordinated order.
Consider how you learn a new song. The first time you hear it, you pick up its basic rhythm and a few of its lyrics. This information is stored in your neurons. The second time you hear it, more neurons record additional information about the song. Remember, these neurons are connected by synapses. After the third and fourth hearing of that song, you are able to sing along or even sing it independently of any external support. This learning process is defined by God in Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. At the end of this feature are four supernatural power tools for you to print out and carry with you. I recommend the following reprogramming plan. One. Once a week for 30 days, you and whoever else is interested in having the best day of your lives every day should sit down and review all three feature articles. Get a cup of tea, put up your feet, and click and listen or read. Two, every morning for 30 days, review instant replay number one, two, and three. It will take just seconds. Three, every morning for 30 days, speak the power page, preferably out loud. Four. After the 30-day period, continue reviewing the instant replay pages and speaking the power page several times per week. Five, every six months, revisit all three feature articles. Stay with the program. You will make instant progress. Remember, God is setting the table. We were spoken into existence with words. The words that we speak will frame our day and our eternity. Hosea chapter 14 verse 2 reads, Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips.